This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Booty and the Binge. My name is Jinu and with me I have my dear dear friend Adi. Hi Adi. Hey Jinu, hey everyone. How's it going? It's going great, it's going great. So for those who are joining us for the very first time, uh, this is a podcast where two queer folks from India talk about their very gay lives and we also talk about one queer piece of content and we give you our verdict as to whether you should binge this, this show, movie, docu-series, short film, etc, etc or not. So stick around for that. So Adi, how was your week? Oh my god, Jinu. So my week was a roller coaster ride and a lot of things happened, good and bad both. Uh, let me begin with good things. So uh, I think I've mentioned this before in the previous episodes that I'm moving to Pune for good um, because I found this new job uh, which requires me to be in in the city in Pune city Uh, and for that I had to look for a place and I'd been uh, looking for a place for like a very long time Uh, it usually takes people just two three days to find a place to stay but it took me at least a good month uh, because I had a lot of criteria my biggest criteria was that I wanted a place close to my house Um, the good thing is that I found a place and I'm super excited to move in. The bad thing is that in this entire process, girl, I think I faced homophobia for like proper homophobia for the first time in my life. Oh my God. Um, what happened? So, um, you know, the whole thing about people not letting gay people live in houses in India. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, not not uh, letting places uh, out to queer people. So I think that's what happened with me. Um, okay, so a little bit of backstory. Uh, like, at bachelors are definitely not welcomed in most places in India. Everyone prefers, like, somebody with family, somebody uh, with kids. I don't know why, because maybe family people seem a lot more sane and they don't seem to be partying, whereas bachelors party and they do drugs and God knows what. That's that's the idea. Hmm. That's the mindset that most landlords have. Um, and in my search, one thing I realized was that as soon as you go close to the address, and this is something that I've seen, you know, uh, like a common you know common element in most places that i've seen where suddenly the road will become all kacha like improper road there won't be functional street lights there will be dogs all around and there would be like slum area near your house and suddenly you will start feeling that oh you know no wonder bachelors are living here no wonder they're mm-hmm. not letting like family live here that was the case at most places that i see and uh you know, luckily, I found a place which was nothing like this. It was situated at a very nice place in uh, in the city, um, very close to the hilly side of the city. And you could see the hills from the balcony and even the flat was done really well. Um, it was a 3 BHK and two North Indian boys were living there. 
um initially they were you know creating this whole sense of urgency and they texted me on facebook saying that hey you know what we we are breaking for new years and we really want to finalize the person who's going to take the third room uh so please you know can you come and like that very day in the evening i went to see the house and even there they were like you know whoever gives us the confirmation first we'll give him the house and already five people have seen it so if you give us the token money right now you know we'll make sure that this is your place and everything and um, i i said sure you know but at least i would need an hour hours time because i need to discuss it with my parents you know because it's a, it it was a huge investment the rent was also on a higher side um so i just requested for an hour they said sure and um, that's totally un- understandable and we started having a lot of conversations now during that entire conversation i think i was around for an hour um and uh, they asked me or they tried to ask me in multiple ways about my relationship status you know they kept asking me do you have a girlfriend are you married and i said no i'm not married uh then again i i don't have a girlfriend and then um you know eventually they said okay so what's your plan for marriage what's your plan for wedding uh do girls come around will girls come around if you live in this house blah 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 all those kind of things and after a point i was fed up and also i'm somebody um who's who's pretty okay with their sexuality you know and i i don't believe in hiding it so eventually landed up telling them that hey i i'm gay and um, i definitely want to have a family some day but i don't see that happening in india currently so i might have to move abroad um after that particular statement the energy which was there in the conversation literally fell by 50% this was um, this was those two uh, guys not the house yeah, yeah. this was this was those no, two guys those two guys yes okay. living there as mm-hmm. as yeah um on rent they were living there on rent um so they just stopped talking and uh, suddenly they said that hey you know what i don't think uh, you know this how this room is entirely available we need to check with the guy who is already living in here currently because maybe he has put an uh, an independent post on facebook and maybe he has some you know he's talking to somebody so we will let you know by tomorrow evening and then i never got to know you know about was the house available or not and two days later i get to know that you know uh, our our flatmate already found somebody and got the token as well so it's not available for you anymore and i was like okay you know just that that was that was an experience for me because the house was so pretty i really wanted to live in there and like i had already imagined my friends coming over you coming over and really chilling in that balcony and looking at the hills and everything but uh, yeah sadly really unfortunately sad. really sad. yeah and i'm more surprised that those two guys were pestering you about whether or not you have a girlfriend uh, which yeah. is a weird thing because if the house owner was asking such conservative questions it's understandable still but then these yeah. two guys are asking you like first of all why are they even asking you those questions i'm pretty sure yeah. like these are two uh, young guys i'm pretty sure they go on dates and they bring dates over so it's not yeah. like something out of the blue so yeah very weird but again, i think they were homophobic and they did not want yeah absolutely absolutely yeah 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 i i think a few days back i told you about that experience i had i had at one of the interviews where 
I personally think maybe I got rejected because I came out during the interview. So, yeah, these kind yeah. of experiences do make you think, na? मतलब you think that yeah. we are making progress as a community, and then you like come across something like this. Something like this happens in your own life, and then you are like, hmm, are we? In really? fact, you know, since then I have made it a point that. I don't, you know, while I want to be all progressive and out and open and out and proud, but now I'm questioning all of that, and now I'm like, okay, maybe I need to take a step back and at least find uh, my necessities in place, you know, at least a a, mm. a a shelter and those kind of things. Because if that's going, if you know, me coming out and being open about my sexuality is going to cost things like shelter and job, then uh, it's really really scary. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, that's sad that you have to change yourself to you know just have basic things like that. It's really yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I also came back and I discussed it with my family, and uh, mm-hmm. luckily the response is very positive. They said that mm-hmm. oh, you know, this was a one-off situation, and you don't have to change yourself because of that. So live oh, freely, nice. and yeah, don't be afraid of anything. But you anything. did find a place, right? You you have. I eventually place. did. I eventually yes. did. I haven't come out to them yet. Yeah, but hmm. I did find. You don't need to. They don't need to know. That's fine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can test the waters and then maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Hmm. Um. So yeah, that was my week. A lot of and also like the the, the winter weather in uh, Pune, because I'm from Bombay and I've never really experienced that kind of cold. So Pune was a little bit of cold shock for me, mm-hmm. but uh, I think I'm going to enjoy and finally get a reason to explore fall fashion. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In Mumbai, so uh, both of us used to stay in Ahmedabad before, and when we were in Ahmedabad, yeah. I bought a lot of jackets and all because I was really living for the winter fantasy. And now I have moved back to Mumbai, and I can't use any of those things. Like all of those things are just there in the cupboard. I then no, don't even get to take them out. So yeah, I can completely understand what you are really feeling right now. So I'm really here for you to live your winter fantasy. <laughs> yes. that's going to happen how was your week tell us about that my week has been really eventful and fun so uh, so i was supposed to go to hyderabad this week or rather i am in hyderabad this week uh, and originally the plan was i'll go i'll travel here and i'll work from home from a friend's house and then uh, towards the end of the week it's the new year so i'll i'll just like spend the new year's eve with my friends here but then uh, my boss was like you have been working way too hard so just take the entire week off and i was like yeah you take the entire week off thank you so much so i have taken the entire week off and i'm just chilling at my friend's house in hyderabad and it's yeah, been boss. really good <laughs> it's been a really yeah. so i'm still working a little bit because a lot of things were left pending because i suddenly took this leave but uh, yeah mostly i've been chilling relaxing and much needed downtime so yeah i am enjoying that <laughs> lovely lovely i love bosses you know who realize on their own then that their teammates are overworked and they really need some time but they better do that na i mean <laughs> it's very evident that i'm doing a lot of chump work so i mean yeah. yeah thank you so much for noticing but also <laughs> this is pretty obvious so yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
it's like oh my god this conversation is very similar to uh how we make our mothers work 24/7 365 and then we you know have like one mothers day for her that hey you've been working so hard so why don't you take one day off but <laughs> yeah. you're not doing anything about like reducing all the efforts that she puts in and all the hard work that she has to do yeah <laughs> absolutely well but this is not the season for moms we're sorry i mean all seasons are for moms but this one uh is primarily for baby jesus and new years and you know finally getting done with this disaster of a year called 2021 my 2021 was not so bad i was just discussing this with my friends 2020 was extremely bad for me like i i i i really think 2020 was the worst year of my life but then 2021 i set out to do a few things and thankfully now that i look back at the year i was able to do almost all of those things that i set out to do in the year so that way i'm really happy about this year uh, what are your thoughts and reflections about this year that has passed um a lot of good things happened again um and i think mostly good things only happened um like i finally got, got out of a very toxic job um i started this podcast with you yeah. and i think that that was amazing <laughs> that was super cool and this has really given a lot of mission and purpose to my life um yeah and i think this this year actually has been very good and uh, i hope that it only gets better with time absolutely and you know how the year is going to get better for you because only last few days are left so essentially what you can do now is just go on a date bring them over to your house and watch a nice show with them on netflix or anywhere else uh, and just like have fun with them it's the, it's the time to netflix and chill out but, <laughs> but i think to spoil that plan we have Uh, mother omnicron in the house <laughs> can we have a round of applause for mother omnicron <laughs> she is everywhere and she is also growing she's uh, spreading her wings um like never before no but you can hook and... up with uh, vaccinated people just check their vaccination certificates oh, okay. before you let them inside your house so <laughs> oh okay i did not know about that sure <laughs> Anyway, I uh, I had uninstalled Grinder for the longest of time, and then I installed it again because I was getting bored, and I just wanted to interact with fellow queer members, and I landed up matching with a celebrity, <gasps> like a real celebrity. Oh my god! So I I won't take their name on the show because hey, ping me later. Yeah. <laughs> I need I we need the the shout out if not the money, honey. um but uh, yeah like don't think big celebrity like you know cat cat a celebrity but definitely like cat uh, yeah not no no salman no <laughs> salman aryan khan yeah. <laughs> no aryan khan either but i would okay. say cat cat b level you know like they they are big on social media and youtube and those kind Understood. of Understood. okay yeah <laughs> Okay, so talking about the show of the week, talking about the show of this episode, so we are doing something new. We are trying something different. So we have been talking a lot about a lot of romantic content over here on on this podcast, but this time around, we are not going to touch upon anything romantic. This is a crime documentary, a crime docu series, and the name of this docu series is Annie, the Honeymoon Murder. 
So Adi, do you want to introduce people to our docuseries? Sure. So uh, we would like to begin by uh, uh, saying that we uh, have a lot of respect for the family and for everyone, all the relatives and all the friends uh, who were affected by this uh, particular, um, you know, happening, this particular incident. And uh, in no way we are trying to disrespect or trying to encash on somebody else's sorrows. Um, but uh, because there's a queer angle to to this entire story, this entire incident, we thought that it would be um, something important that we could share on this podcast. So um, let me start with um, sharing. So there are a lot of people and from various nationalities um, and a lot of difficult names for me to pronounce. So please pardon me on that. But this story is primarily about um, Annie uh, Hindocha, who after her wedding uh, became Annie Nina Devani, um, and uh, she was married to Shireen Devani, who um, uh, is in of Indian British nationality, um, is doing like is comes from a very rich family, while Annie is from uh, Sweden. Um, again, from uh, an Indian a family of Indian origin. Um, both of them they fall in love within a year and they decide to get married and after their wedding they plan to go to south africa for their honeymoon and that's where um, you know their car gets hijacked during one of the night trips and uh, the very next moment uh, annie is shot um, now this incident happens and then uh, slowly with investigation a lot of things come out um, and one of the most shocking uh, angles to this incident was that maybe uh, Shirin Devani, the husband himself, is behind the murder. And then the most shocking thing was the reason behind the murder. Uh, you know, it's it's again a theory. It never got proved in, in court, in the South African court. But uh, there's a queer angle to it. Turns out that he identified as bisexual. And uh, he wanted to get rid of Annie. And that's why he plotted this murder. So that's the whole documentary about it. It tries to cover every angle of investigation. It has spokesperson from the South African Police Department. Uh, it has some journalists who cover crime uh, in that particular area. It has um, uh, you know, lawyers from both the parties. It has family members of uh, Annie. Uh, so we get to hear about a lot of perspectives and we try to live their story and try to live their experiences. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's a four episode long uh, show on Discovery Plus. At, at least that's where we watched it. And um, yeah, it was it, it gave me goosebumps, honestly. Gina, what about you? So let me start by saying, uh, whatever we say on this podcast, there are going to be some spoilers if you want to watch this stuffy series. But nothing, none of the spoilers are actually going to, you know, uh, like spoil reduce, your experience. like spoil your experience of watching this docu series because the way they have made it, a lot of uh, actual CCTV footage is there. A lot of actual, uh, in, in fact, one of the accused is also in, interviewed in the docu series. So all of those things are very uh, intriguing to watch. Um, okay, I'll just dive right into the topic of Shirin being a homosexual person, uh, maybe bisexual uh, or homosexual. Uh, 
I personally felt that uh, you can uh, let me know if you you uh, have the same thoughts or sure. it's just me. Yeah. But I feel like when the defense was preparing this case and they got the hint that maybe Shirin has had affairs with men. I think that was a bingo moment for them because oftentimes homosexuality is sensationalized like that. The moment somebody is homosexual or some people find out that somebody is homosexual, instantly there are prejudices that come into play and then you are thinking from a different lens. And so I personally felt like they built the entire case against Shreen uh, just on the basis that, okay, he is homosexual. So maybe he didn't want to come out. So he just wanted to marry this girl and then get rid of this girl. Yeah. And that's why uh, this crime has occurred. Uh, and then the entire evidence, all the, in the entire case is just like a back calculation from that theory, uh, which is what I felt. And um, yeah, it's it's very sad to see that happen because uh, at one point, I like on one hand, I do want uh, Ani to have justice and we do need to find out that what actually happened on that night. But on the other hand, whatever theories they have about Shriyan being uh, the person behind this murder, those also don't stick up that much because of the fact that this was this was entirely built on the premise that okay he is gay and that's why he wanted to kill his wife that's about it firstly it's a very common thing unfortunately for uh, a lot of indian men who identify as homosexual or bisexual to get into a heteronormative marriage because of the societal pressures but nowhere we have come across a case where uh, the husband kills his wife so that he can be uh, be in a homosexual relationship, they don't need to do that because there are already millions of uh, you know homosexual married men on dating apps. That's like a very clear evidence of that. You can be in a marriage and still pursue your other sexual interests on all these dating apps. I'm not talking about that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's what people do. Yeah. There is nothing uh, too difficult about that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, just uh, last week, Grindr released all their uh, 2021 data stats and uh, India has the highest number of people who are in an open relationship, quote-unquote open relationship, yeah. which is basically a code for being a, being a married man. Yeah. Just be Let's just be honest about that yeah. uh, in Indian context. Yeah. So, uh, so the theory for me doesn't stick that just because he was gay, he wanted to kill his wife uh, and just be like a widower and that way he can live a respectful life. So that that was like a really interesting point for you. What do you think? But you know, my point is that why did they uh, try to cover it up by announcing about his bisexuality? You know, so was that when you try to cover something, uh, does that become like, a key you know key element which could have led to the release of a lot of things um and even when like uh, you know when a lot of media houses went to uh, the, the 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 divani house and they started questioning uh, shriyan uh, him and his elder brother always said that oh no he's not gay he's not gay and they kept denying that and then eventually when they came to south africa they started their case by announcing about his sexuality so uh, that felt like a key thing but i also take your point that 
there could have been easier ways there could have been ways where you know you don't have to kill somebody another uh, uh, you know point that i feel could be so you know this entire case had multiple layers to it one layer was okay you not accepting your own sexuality and want to uh, not be open about it which is okay then your indian culture and your indian background not really being supportive towards it which is also okay it's a given you can't do anything about it the third layer was his status his class status and his status in the society and um, maybe annie got to know about this and uh, you know she wanted to make it public or you know this news could have been public by some source and uh, the entire reputation of the hinducha family could have come down and that's what they were trying to protect or trying to kill and for that they had to kill ani because maybe she had seen or known something which could have damaged the reputation at a bigger scale and would have caused a lot of loss of money if you think but why would they do that in a completely alien country so like okay uh, just to give you some more context yeah. uh, so in the testimony that the cab driver gives hmm. the cab driver tells the police that uh, when they arrived at the hotel okay literally when they arrived at the hotel uh, ani went inside and shrian stayed back and uh, he asked the cab driver to park the car uh, and then wanted to talk to him and they had like a 4 minute conversation which is there on cctv so they did have a 4 minute conversation but apparently in just that 4 minute conversation he just directly asked him ki i just want to take somebody off the scene yeah that was which to me it's very weird because you have literally just met a person in a completely different country that you have never been to yeah and at such place the first conversation yeah. you strike with a cab driver is that you want to kill somebody how does that make any sense so uh, that point i felt like it couldn't have been so if they wanted to do it it could have been a better planned thing yeah. like there could have been a lot more machinery let's say uh, they are operating that machinery let's say from uk uh, where uh, uh, yeah. shrian's family is from yeah. that what that angle wasn't there that nexus wasn't there mm. Wh- whatever happened happened while they were in south africa yeah. and uh, it was not even their first day at the honeymoon uh, they were already on honeymoon for like 4 5 days before that yeah. and uh, the testimonies of people who were with them during those earlier days all have told that they just look like a normal yeah. couple yeah yeah so then uh, how could it change in such a short amount of time I just don't get that, and so I don't buy this theory. Okay, uh, you know, uh, they they just wanted to save their reputation, and so just overnight he just told a cab driver that I want to kill my wife, and cab driver also helped him out. Could be, could be. I think that could be a, a an angle for sure. Uh, but what do you think about? Um, so if we just think about the documentary, okay, and not the case because. Mm-hmm. is happened sure. or you know like and it it's been covered in various ways but what what are your thoughts on reportage and then this particular documentary and the kind of storytelling and format this documentary has followed do you think at any point um they are talking about queer people in a friendly way or you know after watching this documentary people are going to be more suspicious about queer people and look at them from a very speculative eye uh i think the latter 
especially so there comes a point in the documentary or, or rather rocky series where they talk about uh, gaydar a yeah. gay dating platform yeah. and uh, how shrian was active on gaydar even during his honeymoon with ani yeah. and even on the day when uh, ani got murdered he was still online on grind uh, not grinder gaydar yeah. and uh, they have talked a lot about that and how that proves that he was disloyal but yeah. again uh, i feel like people confuse this that people just go on dating platforms or platforms like grinder just for sex which is not yeah. the entire thing right yeah. a lot of times we just want to have conversations you just mentioned how you installed grinder just because you were bored not just because not because you wanted to have sex with somebody just because you wanted to talk to somebody and uh, so i feel like a lot of times heterosexual directors who get into these kind of projects don't understand those queer experiences and so they try to give those colors yeah. to uh, these instances uh, again i'm not defending the fact that shrian was on honeymoon and was on a dating app that's of course like i don't support that but then again uh, the way it was portrayed was definitely but again i think that was from the point of view of the attorneys also yeah. so uh, maybe that's where the flow of the story came from but yeah i feel like there will be some amount of suspicion towards the homosexual community uh, in a way i feel it's i mean let's say it will open some people's eyes because uh, at the end of the day coming out is a double edged sword you know uh, you get uh, you come out the society is going to torture you you marry a girl that's going to be equally difficult Yeah. So maybe uh, some a documentary like this opens people's eyes to that. What do you think? True, true. In fact, this entire like while I was watching this documentary, it reminded me of an incident which has happened very close to my social network. Okay, so okay. Uh, somebody I know very close to my family got married, was obsessed with the idea of getting married. So uh, she got married at the age of twenty five. uh with a man whom she met online on a matrimonial website and that man uh you know was willing to get married really urgently like for instance they met on a monday and he wanted to get married on sunday and uh, even the the woman like who my family knows was really eager to get married and uh, 6 months down the line they got married they went to the us turns out that the guy is actually gay and uh, he he just you know locked her up in the house and said that you know you don't dare to come out you don't dare to step out you will be inside the house uh, and kind of tortured her and left her without proper water and food and those kind of situations and then oh she was rescued um and she had to stay with an ngo for some time um after that when she came back to india she was traumatized her family was traumatized and suddenly they you know started viewing gay people as monsters and uh, yeah you know they were like oh you know gay people are bad gay boys are bad and they should be put in jail and uh, you know no wonder we had section 377 and they were taking their conversations to some other level which had no rationality no logic um but i was totally sympathizing with them honestly because i knew where all of that was coming from i mean that woman was in the house without water without food was locked in and had no surety that she would be alive 
of course she will have that kind of fear i feel that uh, the the annie shrian story also kind of creates that image about queer people uh, especially yeah. the indian sub community where uh, yeah. people are already scared of queer people and cases like these just create more havoc and you know they they suddenly start clubbing these murder stories and these crime incident stories under the category of uh, psychopaths so suddenly yeah. queer people become synonymous to psychopaths and um, people are just afraid of them they don't want to be friends with them mm-hmm. getting married um so yeah and like i remember after this particular incident my mom would come to me and like before every marriage uh set in my family she would be like you are from the community can you do a background check on this guy <laughs> and find out if he <laughs> and i'm like i think you are misusing my superpowers mother so <laughs> don't do that don't do that to me but yeah it was a very shocking chilling incident and uh, this the show really gave me a lot of goosebumps so adi would you give this show a booty or a binge honestly you need to be in the right state of mind to actually binge on it uh, if you think that you cannot take a crime story at this moment you cannot subject yourself to story about murder and crime and a lot of violence i would give a i would give this a booty do not watch it watch something else watch to fall strike race <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, if you think that you have the stomach for it go ahead watch it i think it's it's um, you know delivered in a very nice way you can get opinions and perspectives from all angles all point of views and uh, you know you will sympathize and at the same time try to look at the story from a very rational point of view um and uh, also get a little bit of taste of the queer angle which jinu and i spoke about uh so i think i'm somewhere in the middle i i binged on it because i like such kind of content uh but i will this time leave it up to the audience we have laid down what the show is about now you make your adult decision so i am a true crime enthusiast so from that point of view i felt like This was one of the better true crime documentaries that I've seen. So only from that perspective I will give this a massive binge because the way the show has been made, the way the show has been delivered, it's really good. Uh I also just watched one episode and then I just couldn't resist and I just ended up watching all four. And uh after every episode my perceptions were changing and when that happens, it's the credit or the entire credit goes to the filmmakers and the way they have delivered the entire product. so from that point of view only from the point of view of a uh, true crime series enthusiast i think i'll give this a binge sure and with that it's a wrap um we hope that you liked it if you uh, think that you know we should do something like this again please let us know uh you can connect with us on social media we are on instagram by the same name booty and the binge so just dm your suggestions and feedback there also don't forget to follow us on spotify or any other podcasting platform that you're listening to us on and uh, stay tuned and we hope that you continue with us in the coming time in the coming year as well goodbye happy new year guys happy new year